Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. What kind of news do we have today? I don't know, but with all this news, I have a feeling that we're going to be going back to daily soon instead of twice a week. Yeah, I mean, as things, especially once um, once the parks open up, we'll definitely be at daily. Right. But um, for now, twice a week, cram it all in. Yep. Well, last week we brought to you the news that Disney had presented to the Orange Economic Recovery Task Force. And on the 29th, which was Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, Orlando County Mayor Jerry Demings announced that he received word that the state had approved both Disney and SeaWorld's plans to reopen. So it looks like reopen is a go. Good. I don't think we expected anything different there. No. But there are some... uh, modifications that are going to take place around the parks. We, we've talked about some stuff before. Uh, one big one are the park hours. So when the Magic Kingdom reopens on July 11th, it is only going to be open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. So that's a 10-hour day, and it looks like that's what all of the parks are going to. Okay. And that's going to be every day. There's no extra magic hours. There look to be a couple of hours on the schedule where they do the early magic hours, the ones that are paid. Yeah, um, but uh, no. I'd be surprised even to see those. No resort perks uh, for guests, for on-site guests. Although mm-hmm. those are probably the only people that'll be getting in. And then or, you know maybe no sense in staying open late if you can't do fireworks and stuff anyway. Right. Uh, so Magic Kingdom, nine a.m. to seven p.m. every day, and also on the eleventh, the Mag- uh, Animal Kingdom will open, and their hours will be eight a.m. to six p.m. Um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot will open on the fifteenth. Hollywood Studios operating hours will be 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And Epcot is going to be 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. during the second half of July. On August 1st, Epcot's posted hours become 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. So they're going to go to a 12-hour day on August 1st. It'll be, wait, after August 1st, it's going to be what time? 9 to 9. Okay. And initially 11 to 9. Okay. So that is uh, that is big. Um Big news. All right. Um, And so interesting, we're just talking about Epcot here and their hours. Um, We, I had thought that maybe Epcot was going to open after the other parks because of the fact that they have these cultural representatives in each of the countries. Right. And they're not. They're opening on time. So how are they dealing with that? Well, they are asking uh, cast members uh, to replace the cultural representative program. so they're going to be taking over the uh, position of cultural representatives on a temporary basis. Okay. Just really just to keep things running. And that might tie in with the uh, letter that I believe most uh, Disney cast members got about possibly um, being willing to transfer to different departments or, you know, what have you in order to get back to work sooner. Well, let me just step back to the cultural representative issue. They actually had to clear that with the union first. Okay. Um, and they said that Disney can resume normal staffing, but cast members who do not meet culturally authentic theming at Epcot may be temporarily assigned to work in positions which are otherwise reserved for cultural representatives. Okay. Whew. <laughs> so um, that's kind of like, you know, unprecedented because that's part of the whole thing with Epcot. Is right. That yeah. A absolutely. certain percentage of their uh, employees in each pavilion are cultural representatives of the nation right. uh, that the um, pavilion the is, is yep. exhibited for. Uh, but yeah, some full time mm-hmm. cast members have been given the opportunity for temporary transfers to return to work sooner. Um, and that is, uh, let's see. 
um, a memorandum of understanding that will transfer them into a new role. They have 72 hours to log on to the cast member hub and volunteer for a temporary transfer. They can then select from a position, um, choosing as few or as many options as they would like. So uh, once the full-time cast members originally in that role are recalled, the company will use a list of voluntary transfers to staff the remaining full-time positions in that role. And then once the volunteers' original roles reopen, they will be transferred back in order of seniority. Okay. Yeah. They're just trying to figure stuff out. Right. All right. Um, some things would have been happening with My Disney Experience and the mobile ordering. Yeah, they've added a new um, arrival window. So now when you place your order... Uh, you can pick an arrival time, and they're basically 30-minute segments. And then when you arrive, you hit I'm here, and uh, you pick your order up. Sounds like ordering from Chick-fil-A. Exactly. <laughs> like curbside exactly. pickup And of course, you know, they're going with mobile order because it allows you to not have to touch a menu, not have to talk to a person. Uh, they're expanding the contactless payment options uh, because you could place your order mobily and then use different payment methods once you got there. Um, but they're setting things up for Apple Pay, Disney gift cards, Disney rewards, uh, redemption card. Um, and But you can only use one of those per order. I'm just happy to hear that they're adding um, Disney gift cards. Right. Or, and hopefully they're adding room charge. Mm-hmm. You know, you used to, I would have, I've ordered things on the mobile ordering. You just want to add it to your room. Right. And that wasn't an option, right? which is kind of ridiculous. I mean, you have all this magic band, everything's tied in together, but you mobile order and you can't pay for it by charging it to your room. Right. If I walk in and talk to a person, I can charge it to my room on my magic band, but I can't charge it to my room on it the It just seemed like it's just such a an obvious option um, mm-hmm. that they didn't have before. So hopefully that was also added as, as one of the things. Yep. And one other update, uh, this is not related to the um, magic band. Or dis or my Disney apps, but they made a slight modification to the face mask policy, and uh, uh, it's small but significant. And it was required that originally anyone three and up had to wear face coverings. Now they are asking any guest ages two and up to wear face coverings. That's tricky. It if is. you have a two year old, like I wouldn't even bother coming because. That's rough. That's not going to stay on. Like, even a three-year-old. How? I mean, just what a nightmare trying to keep that thing on them all the time. And the kids are going to be ripping it off. I mean, maybe if you have one of those rare children that doesn't mind, like, you know, you put a hat on them and they actually leave it on. Right. But we never had those kids. Like, you put a hat on or a bow on their head or whatever, and they were just ripping it off. They wanted nothing to do with it. It's tough enough for a two-year-old to keep shoes and socks on, (laughs) let alone, you know, pants. Yeah. So, good good luck with that. Right. Um, You know, it's just... It, they're, they're crazy times, you know, every uh, fast pass is being fast pass is temporarily being discontinued during this because of the smaller capacity. Right. Dining reservations are being dropped. So instead of 180 days, you know, people made their dining reservations for July six months ago. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to show up in the park. They're moving it to a 60 day window, which if you're going in July, you're already in that 60 day window. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're moving it to a 60 day window, but I don't even know that they're going to be able to accommodate people. Um, with any kind of uh, sit-down dining. Like, I think it's just, the, especially the people who are showing up in July, Right. I think it's just going to be all um, quick service, and there, mobile yeah, ordering. Yeah, there has been a lot of talk that quick service will be the primary dining option when the park initially opens. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, the capacity is going to be so limited if you're trying to keep people a certain distance apart, trying to seat parties six six feet apart from each other indoors. 
um, right. is you're going to severely limit your capacity and it just might not even be worth it to try to have um, these kitchens running mm-hmm. with such a small capacity. So, um, right. so we'll see what happens with that. How about Disney Springs? You want to talk about Disney Springs? There's a few things going on over there. There are. There are. Um, popcorn stands. Oh, yes. Right? Popcorn stands are reopening. Yay, popcorn buckets and refills are available. Um, they do, of course, have social distancing, uh, social distance markers set up. And, uh, you know, you're going to get your $5.25 Mary Blair box of popcorn. And then if you want the larger bucket, which comes uh, is refillable, that's going to cost you $12. I'm interested the ref- if you come back with your refillable bucket, whether they're just going to hand you a uh, paper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you pay the refill price and then they hand you the paper bucket, I'm thinking. It says that a cast member will fill a paper cup and then refill your bucket that yep. way. Yeah. So they're not going to be taking your bucket and jamming it into the uh, nope. popcorn like they used to do. Yep. I wouldn't be mad if they just uh, let me stand over there and they shot popcorn into my mouth, you know, with like a pneumatic tube. Yeah, that sounds super uh, hygienic. Yeah, and then uh, Sprinkles has reopened. Yay! Um, Some limitations, I believe, on their menu offerings, but they are open, so that's exciting. Yeah, they're operating right now on a pre-order-only system, meaning that they're not serving uh, walk-up guests. Uh, It's going to be similar to the mobile order system used in many uh, Disney dining locations. Okay. And uh, they do not have outside seating available. You have to use the Sprinkles app in order to uh, to, to get order. it. They do have a sign set up outside of the location with the QR code. So you can just point it at your phone and load the app. Um, so uh, they're also doing things in uh, preset four box options. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're very limited menu. Uh, like a lot of locations, even the food service locations, the, the menus are somewhat limited in some locations. Right. Uh, and they're just limiting their cupcakes to some of the more popular, regular and seasonal flavors. Okay. And then it looks like, um, so it looks like maybe you can't even order, even from the app, you can't even order a, a, just a single cupcake. Um, that maybe through the app, it looks like maybe you're ordering four packs. Well, the um, ATM is still open. But yes, but if you wanted a single one, um, it looks like you can use the cupcake ATM. So. Right. And, but they're not selling their ice cream. They're not selling the other treats that they normally sell. Right, yeah, they it's, did some of the cookies and that kind of stuff. just focusing on on a $20 box of cupcakes. All right, I would buy it. I love their cupcakes. All right. Lego and store? Lego store has reopened. Uh, however, they have removed all of their build stations and interactive areas. So if you look at the uh, pictures, it's just oh, a large, goodness. a large cavernous store right. with Legos on the wall. Right. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, and and it just sort of makes you think a little bit about you know for some adults maybe the um, experience isn't that changed, but for children it really is. So a lot of the things that you know would have been so much fun to go and do. Like the Lego store or whatever are not quite as fun. Although if you don't have good eyesight, it looks like maybe the adults aren't going to be able to do what they would normally do either. Well, I just find it ridiculous that they've got uh, social distancing markers set up um, so that you have to stay. It looks like maybe five feet away from the displays. Even if you want a box, you have to ask a brick specialist to go and get the box for you, no matter whether you're an adult or a child. Jeez. So you can't even go and like, oh, hey, what, what are the contents of this box? Yeah, I, I don't even think that's not looking at the distance. I don't think I could really see the boxes that well. Or they have some of like the displays that are usually behind the plexiglass. Right. Like, I, I like to get right up in there and like really see them. So 
Um, I think we'll be skipping the Lego store for yeah, now. And they're only open right now from 11 to 4 during the week and 12 to 4 on Sunday. Yeah, well, because they're not getting the tourists who are just no. like coming to hang out and check it out and maybe buying a couple little things. You're only just getting maybe the diehards who, you know, have a certain thing that they want to go get. Right. Um, but yeah, not really even worth browsing in. Nope. All right. Uh, should we move on to entertainment news? Don't we have some fun things to talk about? Oh, we do. I don't know. You skipped those in the beginning, so I thought you were over it. No. Okay. Never over it. It's Disney magic moments. Ah, fun moments from the Disney Parks blog. What do we have? Well, this weekend they posted a menu from the uh, a menu item from the Lamplight Lounge, which is in Disney's California Adventure, mm-hmm. uh, and that is PB and J rolls, uh, kind of like a little peanut butter and jelly sushi on bread with a jelly garnish, maybe. Okay. Um, if I, if my kids ate PB and J, I would definitely make this, mm-hmm. uh, very I simple. I eat peanut butter and jelly. I love peanut butter and jelly. Maybe the kids will make it for you. <laughs> um, it is, uh, it's already up on our website. One of Disney's chefs, uh, shows you how to make it, but essentially you flatten, you decrust some bread, you flatten it with a rolling pin, you spoon uh, peanut butter in it, you roll it up like a sushi roll, and then you, uh, squirt jelly on top of it. And how much are they charging you this for this at the uh, Lamplight Lounge normally? Uh, probably $73. <laughs> like, it seems... Uh, these recipes they give you are just... They're cracking me up every time. Like, could you give me an actual recipe where I have to do more than just stir a couple I, things together? I think these are more kid-friendly because they, they want, you know, kids to be involved oh, and well, maybe. adults. So. Okay, uh, what else in our fun moments? Uh, Disney's uh, Walt Disney World's Dapper Dan's. Uh, with their voices from home, performed A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from the animated film Cinderella. Very good. That was nice. That is up on our page already as well. Okay. And um, there was an anniversary from the uh, one of the Animal Kingdom la- lands. That's right. That? Pandora, the world of Avatar, just celebrated its third anniversary, which it seems like it's been there forever. Yes, right? But you know, it took them like five years to build. So it was just kind of always so coming. It's, it's, we always knew it was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then it got there and it's like, Okay, I've ridden Flights of Passage, what, once? Maybe twice? Twice. I feel like twice. Maybe twice in the three years that it's been there. Right. Um, But Joe Rohde, who we all know is one of uh, Disney's Imagineers, and John Landau, who is the producer for Avatar as well as its sequels, uh, have a little video segment where they go into Pandora and talk about the uh, land and the three years and the themed environment, the motion picture, and yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, fun times. Now, should we move to entertainment news? Sure. All right, uh, let's start with Disney+. Plus. Uh, looks like there's a new Gaston and LeFou, what is it, a series or a movie coming up? It's, uh, we'll call it a series. I think it's supposed to be six episodes. Okay. At least at least four, but possibly six, if I recall correctly. And because he's involved in everything, it looks like Josh Gad is going to come back and voice uh, LeFou. Well, not only will he voice LeFou, but it's a live action movie, ah. so he will play LeFou. Okay. Uh, Luke Evans is back as Gaston. They right. are the two live action, they were the two actors from the live action Beauty and the Beast. And this is a prequel, uh, pretty much on how, uh, we believe on how they met. There's no real official uh synopsis out of the of the series yet but uh, the big big news is that alan menken is going to be collaborating on the songs okay yeah um also i guess trying to bring galaxy's edge into people's homes there's going to be a new vr experience it is being developed now that's right ilm lab which is industrial light and magic which is one of the lucas companies 
uh, is creating a new virtual reality experience called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. And it's going to be bring uh, adventures from the planet of Batu uh, to your home. And it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be an Oculus Rift uh, type of thing because they're working on it with the Oculus folks. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Disney Plus, it's supposed to launch soon in Japan. That's right. It will be uh, launching in Japan on June 11th. It's going to be about six forty nine per month. They're already at over 50 million subscribers, so we'll have to see how many more subscribers they get by opening in Japan, because we all know that Disney and, like, American pop culture is very big over there. Right. So I wonder, do they do everything and, like, put, like, subtitles on all the movies? Probably. That's, or, I does, mean, or does everybody speak English well enough to understand the movies? I would not be surprised if there are not subtitles. Hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. Uh, the Virgin Trains, known as Brightline, they have laid track to um, Orlando International Airport from Miami, and it's that's expected to open in um, 2022. That's right. It was a big day. They uh, have the track laid up to Orlando International Airport. Uh, when finished, this track, uh, this train is going to bring riders from Miami to Orlando in about three hours. Um, they signed a letter of intent with Disney in 2018 to put a station at the resort, which they are currently designing. And this railway will also have uh, stops, I believe, in uh, West Palm. So it'll be a, a big deal to get, uh, you know people into the Miami area. Okay. Even though it's an hour flight from Orlando, you have to factor in security yeah, and wait times and yeah. showing up there that's ahead all, of time. That's mm-hmm. all a pain. Flying is no one's favorite right now. That's right. And right now, Brightline, uh, which does operate uh, as Brightline right now, where they will be changing their names to Virgin Trains, uh, which makes me think that they're ugly trains. Um, there are currently stations in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm Beach. All right. Um, The NBA Board of Governors is supposed to vote on Thursday about continuing their their season at Disney's Wide World of Sports. That's very exciting. That's right. The uh, commissioner um, has recommended on a format to restart the season in Orlando. That's awesome. So we'll have to see. um, So they're not voting on anything about starting the season in Las Vegas, right? No. So it seems like they pared it down and Disney is where they want to do this. And now they just have to get it approved. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay, um, select Universal Resorts are opening starting June 2nd. That's right. This is kind of big. Uh, Universal Parks today, Monday, the day the show is being released, is the first opening day of Universal. It's open to uh, just park employees, uh, the first and the second. And on the second, um, they will start opening up resorts in a phased manner. Uh, Of course, everybody's going to have to wear face masks. You know, same stuff we've been talking about, uh, uh, you know, throughout the past couple of weeks. Um, Portofino Bay and Endless Summer Resort Dockside Inn and Suites are going to open at a later time, uh, but the phased opening initial hotels will be Hard Rock, Lowe's Pacific Resort, Lowe's Sapphire Falls, Universal's Cabana Bay Beach, and Universal's Aventura Hotel, and the Endless Summer Resort Surfside Inn and Suites. So they will open all but two of their resorts. Okay. Um, so talking about uh, Universal opening their resorts is making me think about um, the Disney resorts. I don't think we've mentioned it on our show. Um, the way that they are doing sounds like the opening of the Disney resorts, that they are not going to be opening all of them at once. We had mentioned that they were going to be opening the DVC resorts. That's right. But on I don't June 22nd. think we really, it's seeming like 
that's all they're going to be opening and maybe for a while and that they might be moving guests who have reservations at other uh, hotels and resorts but we, to DVC resorts. We have no confirmation on that yet. But that's what we've heard. That's what we've heard. Yes. And we don't. We're not rumor mongers. I am. We're gossipers. I'm totally a gossiper. All right. Um, speaking of not talking about rumors, uh, July 11th is a possible Paris Disneyland <laughs> opening date. This was from Tony. So, Mr. I don't talk about rumors. That's right. Rumor has it <laughs> from a third-party food vendor that Disneyland Paris is gearing up to reopen July 11th of 2020. Um, and that shows that some cast members will return to work on June 3rd with a larger contingent coming back on June 20th. Uh, they've been closed since mid-March. And uh, there's there's been no official word yet, but hopefully something earlier this week. Because if they're, say, people are coming back early June, well, it's June 1st. Right. It might be time to tell them. Yep. All right. And then lastly, um, some modified TSA procedures. That's right. The COVID-19 has brought out some changes. Um, and uh, right now, air traffic is uh, very low. Uh, on May 20th, only 230,000 people went through TSA checkpoints in that one day. Normally on that same day, in two th- well, in 2019 on that same day, 2.4 million went through wow. TSA checkpoints. It's talking about like 10%. So you are way, it's, I think it's like 9% uh, That's crazy. of your normal capacity. But they are making some changes. Um, to avoid cross-contamination, TSA officials will no longer handle boarding passes. You're going to have to touch your own paper to the code reader. Then you'll be asked to hold it for the officer to inspect. When you go to be scanned, your food needs to be placed in a clear plastic bag and taken out of other bags before being placed in the bin for inspection. Uh, Passengers are being asked to be extra vigilant about prohibited items. Uh, Let's see, nothing more than 3.4 ounces. Of course, we know that. Passengers need to practice physical distancing whenever possible. There may or may not be markers on the floor indicating, uh, uh, you know, your, your social distance spacing. TSA officers at all checkpoints will wear face masks and gloves, and all travelers are encouraged to wear face masks. Uh, TSA officers will also change gloves after each pat-down search of a passenger, and some agents may choose to wear eye protection or clear plastic face shields. I would have hoped that prior to this, they were changing gloves between pat-downs, but maybe that's not the case. I don't know. Um, Travelers should put loose items in carry-on bags rather than in bins. Keeping items uh, such as keys and phones out of bins will reduce touch points during the screening process. And then this is something you should always do, but passengers should arrive at airports with plenty of time for screening. All right. So that's the news. Okay. Hey, everyone, get your pens and pencils ready. Put your thinking caps on because it's time for another exciting edition of Isabel's Disney Trivia. Today's theme is Beauty and the Beast. All right. Excellent. Question one. What shot does the animated the animated film open with? A. The forest surrounding Beast's castle. B. A red rose. C. A storybook. Or D. A stained glass window. D. I also have D. A stained glass window. I have a red rose. It is actually the forest surrounding Beast's castle. Huh. Huh. I did not trust my source on that one, so I went on to Disney Plus, and it is in fact correct. All right. Who knew? We all got that one wrong. Question two. In the animated movie, Belle wears a dress in every color except A, blue, B, yellow, C, green, or D, orange. What'd you say, Lily? Come on. 
I said D. But I think it's... I'm thinking it's I also C. said it was D, orange. I said it was orange, then I changed it to green, then I changed it back to orange. So your final answer is... Orange. You are all correct. All right. <laughs> she wears a green dress in the library in the animated movie, but they took it out for the live action version. Ah. Mm-hmm. Question three. Who is the first character Maurice meets in Beast's castle? I said the Beast. I said Lumiere. I said the Beast. It's Lumiere. Uh, Woo! Look, I actually said Lumiere, and then I said the Beast. Mm. Yeah, I, I know thought, he picks up the candlestick, and then it starts talking to I him. I thought that was wrong. But... No, I... <laughs> I <still laughs> Get ready, Lily. <laughs> no. Question four. Who plays Belle in the live-action movie? <laughs> I don't know. Who is it, Lily? What's your first name? I'll give you half Emma. a point. Emma. Emma Watson. Oh, take it. <laughs> well, at first I wrote down Hermione. And then I couldn't remember because I knew Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Gint. <laughs> this is more information than anyone asked for. And then I wrote down Emma Watson. Lily got half a point on that one. Excellent. Question five. How many eggs does grown Gaston eat in one day? Oh, damn. Hold on. I no, you saw my thing. No, I didn't. I okay. just have to do the math. I, was, I thought you said okay. do- how many dozen. Um, okay. How many eggs or how many dozen? How many eggs? Oh, you could just say a, a dozen. A dozen okay. <laughs> five dozen. I also have five dozen. Yes, it is five dozen. It's five dozen. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to do the math. <laughs> Five times twelve, Lily. I know. I just did. <laughs> okay, big winner is mom today. Woo! Wow. Four points. Yay! And, and maybe this whole distance learning isn't working with Lily. For <laughs> but we'll work on that. So until next time, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. <laughs> I'm Isabel. <laughs> and I'm Lily. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.